everybody, and welcome live from the Queen City, the Nickel City, the City of Light, and the City of Good Neighbors, Buffalo, New York. It's the Wing It Up Podcast, the only father and son podcast in the history of podcasts. And now, here's your host, Tommy P and Big Paws. Hey everybody, welcome to the Wing and Air Podcast, episode number 99. I'm Tommy P. And Big Paws. And that's how we played that sentimental song before there. I couldn't figure out what it 99. is. 99. It, it is podcast number 99. So we played 99. What is that song about, 99? I don't know. We don't just know. watched it. I don't even get what, uh, what the, some kind of love song. But anyway, 99 and... Uh, this week, our podcast, we give our opinion, or at least my opinion, on the Super Bowl halftime show, Border Crossing Blues, Cocaine Blues, State Fair Blues, Buffalo Sabres, Snowflake Blues, Pita Blues, not the chips or the bread, uh, Stones fans sing the blues, and other random thoughts, so... Uh, and we're going to drink beer, so what the hell beer are we drinking this week? I don't know, Pabst, coffee beer. Coffee beer. There is no beer. That's why we drink it here. And when we're gone from here, all our friends will be drinking all our beer. La, 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 la. Okay, now I'm just reading the can because we didn't have a beer picked out, so I don't have any notes on it, but it says 11-ounce can of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, 5% alcohol hard coffee. And it says this is the original something. I can't read this goddamn thing. Ribbon, blued, coffee, whatever the hell it is. I have no idea what the hell we're drinking here, man. What does it say on the bottom there? It says hard coffee. No, be hello that. It says this is original Paps Blue Ribbon hand fed <laughs> yeah. hand, hand iced coffee with a dash of milk this java beans balances a rich creamy blend with That's a whipped vanilla flavor okay well this should be interesting and you bought four 11 ounce cans for how much twelve dollars oh jesus thanks tops yeah tops never mops look at the floor uh, okay here yeah. we go Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. It's not beer. No. It's damn good. Yeah, it's like a... It is like a... um, the hell is it? Come in a bottle. Starbucks. Yeah. Um, It's like a white Russian. Yeah. Mm. It'd be a good breakfast coffee. I know. Why do they only come in 11 ounce cans? It's not. Um, it tastes like coffee. It tastes, yeah. tastes like Starbucks in the bottle that you pay three, four dollars a bottle for. Yeah. And it's got alcohol in it. And it tastes like it would give my day an excellent start. <laughs> really? I mean, it's not a beer. No. I didn't. Ex- you know, anyway, so. It's a hard coffee. Yeah. Hard coffee as opposed to hard cider. Do they have a hard tea? 
Yeah, You're twisted T. Oh, okay. Or, so this is yeah, or Arnold the next progression. Okay. I guess, but they already have coffee ones. Paps mm-hmm. is late to the race. What's the caloric content on this thing, man? It's got to be a Five lot. Five million. Yeah. It's got to be a lot because it's pretty rich and creamy. <laughs> That's what she said. Are you looking it up or? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you looking at the can? To answer I don't think they, they don't put the calories on the beer cans. Yeah. They don't want you to know. Jesus. <laughs> Another thing here. So. All right, so we're drinking that. We have no uh, libations because we did spend a day drinking all day. We were actually, uh, we're going to address on the next podcast. We took a ride down to the Jamestown. We went to the Comedy Museum. So that's just a teaser for next podcast yeah. that we're going to do. We'll do a review of that. Went to the Rod and Gun Club. Rod and Gun for Club. Cheap prime rib. Yep, cheap prime rib and cheap beers. And so we're uh, come home and we're doing the podcast and we're getting ready so uh concerning our last podcast we received a call from the nfl uh asking us questions about our disparaging remarks uh, that we made about roger goodell and more importantly who leaked we we leaked the information on the halftime show and they want to know where did we get the clip from the actual show because we actually podcasted prior to the last to the uh, big game and uh, we got, you know, I, I, we didn't know we were going to use the uh, theme that uh, the uh, NFL was going to use for their halftime show. My flow dropped like an earthquake, 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 earthquake. I make that ass shake, ass shake, ass shake, ass shake, ass shake, ass shake, ass shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm listening to the song, man. <laughs> it was great because they make their ass shake like an earthquake, <laughs> and so they want to know. Anyway, I, yeah, I'm going to give you the old man version of that, and then I'll let Tom uh, chime in here. We go the Super Bowl halftime review. CNN reports, and they we got to figure out which side of the fence you guys stand on here. CNN reports the Kansas City Chiefs were not only the winners at the Super Bowl as Sharika and Jennifer Lopez. Brought Latin. Sharika. <laughs> Shari- What's her name? Shakira. Shakira. Sharika. Yeah, I think that's my name. For, uh, <laughs> that's how much I know about yeah. this shit. <laughs> Shakira. <laughs> I went to the doctor and asked him if he had a Shakira for my... <laughs> my Sharika. For my Sharika. <laughs> uh, brought Latin rhythms to the, one of the large, large, world's largest stages in their halftime performance. The bilingual show. That's important, guys. Included melodies of their hits, um, medallies, scores of backup dancers, costume changes, a children's choir, which I think is more than appropriate during that show, and a dual-sided sequin cape featuring the flags of, flags of Puerto Rico and United States. J-Lo's daughter even performed amongst her, alongside her mother singing Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA Beyond Its Entertainment Value. The Super Bowl halftime show mattered. It mattered because it put Latino performers center center stage celebrating their contributions to the popular culture. J-Lo and Shakira delivered their with their talent and charisma. 
Latinos can feel proud noting, knowing the viewers will likely remember their exuberant halftime fiesta. This is what CNN said. Fiesta, they word that. They use that word. Far more than any political commercial. Women who are naturally sexy, naturally beautiful. The pair of them were outrageously yeah. good. Yeah. They were fantastic. I mean, from beginning to end, it got you up. You wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing. These women didn't stop for how long was that performance? Oh, and the speed, the speed that they were moving at was incredible. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and don't forget, these are two Latino, Latino women. Latino oh. women. That's important. That was the bomb. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's what made it good for the yeah. culture. That's yes. what made Absolutely. it good. But what did you think about it, Eve? I thought it was incredible. I yeah. love both of those women separately. I think, as, and, and I was, I, what, I kept thinking, like, Dag, how is Shakira and how is J-Lo going to come together? Because they are so different. It was perfectly Dag. done. I love that they brought out the little Latina girls at the end, yeah. towards the end. I thought that they were incredible. If anything, it was inspiration. I don't think it was over-sexual. They looked like strong, beautiful women to me. I, I loved it. I loved that J-Lo had her little girl there. Yeah. 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 That was an yeah. amazing yeah. Understand that when they hired Shakira and they hired J Lo, they knew what they were getting. It's You're not, not the sound of music. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, that is their brand. I know that's that? their brand, and that's true. And they were amazing. And mm -hmm. to be 50 and hang from a pole is pretty incredible. Yes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, I. But honestly, I could kick her butt. Yeah. But. <laughs> You said she was great from top to bottom. Yes, she showed a lot of it. I think, I think that, you know, you look at the comments online, which I have looked at, mm -hmm. um, it, it's a family viewing show. If you want to see that, go to Vegas and see it. But I think that they could have been more respectful to the children that were watching. But then they would have been disrespectful let me just to finish, their brand. But no, ah, but let, me, no let me just be, just the choreography. I mean, honestly, this, you don't need to see that, because I don't think we walked that way. <laughs> I don't think it quite looked like that, It right? didn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, 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 I want to say something about this. I want to slide it But you are the expert at this. I want to say something about Shakira, because Shakira did the move that you're talking but about. Right. And Shakira is Lebanese, show. and she was yes. doing a cultural <laughs> dance, and yes. that's it's considered extremely yes, sexy. Shakira was great. Beautiful. I'm talking, I think Jayla went a little too far. And I just think that you have to remember there are four and five and six. And my little granddaughter seriously said to me after, hey, Grandma, will you buy a pole? I want to learn to do that. OK, can I ask you a question? Hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I have a question. probably had nothing to do with the Super Bowl. She probably wanted a pole a long time ago. You get, you get, you should not have said it. You should not. This okay, now can finish I finish your thought. I want to go back to the cultural aspect. I want to go back to the cultural aspect of Shakira, and especially mm -hmm. Shakira, because like you said, she is Lebanese, so there's That's a correct. lot of tribal in her. Yeah, there's, with, but also with the with uh, they are Latina. There's mm -hmm. a lot of you know. There's like Afro beats in that. Right, there's Afro everything there, mm -hmm. and Afro Cuban. That's right. So to no me, that. that's how I look at like 
and, and I think it's a good discussion to have with children of like these. Some cultures dance differently. They move that they way. They move they they're not afraid of their sexuality. I, I'm not okay. Oh no, I know, but I was not. They were amazing, and I said that to begin with. And I'm not trying to be a prude. I'm just saying. Was it just crutch shot? I think. I just think they they could have made that a little bigger, a little bigger, or changed the crotch shot. Obviously, everybody I talk to, I mean, here, all the women on the show, which are all ethnic, uh, approved uh, it, as culture, stamina, the women are magnificent, they're Latino, which is really important. God forbid, God forbid we used any other kind of nationality that said, well, because, you know, they weren't Latino, let's say another race yeah. that's predominant, uh, that would be discriminatory. Um, Marie Osmond, who's the only Caucasian on the show, she's the one that uh, pointed out that maybe it should have been toned down for the Super Bowl. Uh, CNN report concludes that it reflected a mar smart marketing strategy by the NFL, and it was a win for diversity and inclusion. <laughs> Another clip from the halftime show. Well, the men come in these places, yeah. and the men are all the same. You don't look at their faces, and you don't ask their names. You don't think of them as human. You don't think of them at all. You keep your mind on the money Keeping your eyes on the wall And your private dancer A dancer for money Obviously, that's another women opinion. <laughs> we don't look at the men. We don't look at them at all. Whatever the hell it is. Meanwhile, rest of America has uh, another opinion, and this is from the Washington Post. It says, Family Friendly has taken a turn towards pornographic in the country. And apparently America is loving it. America, minus the parents trying to teach... Oh, yeah, this is America is loving it. I said, uh, this is my thing. America, minus the parents trying to raise their uh, children with values and virtues. Uh, if the point of the Super Bowl live, <laughs> halftime, was to see how far sex could be pushed without bringing, it, uh, bringing in the censors and... Uh, they say congratulations to the performers. Rubbing robes so, uh, seductively, rolling on the ground, rubbing legs together, climbing on stripper poles, rubbing crotches uh, are better <laughs> belonging in a seedy stripper club than on national television in front of 13-year-old uh, girls and younger. Uh, in my opinion, you can't complain about being sexualized women when you act like that to be role models. Um, I looked at role models because everybody says these women are role models, uh. you know, and a role model, the definition of role model is a person whose behavior, example or success can be emulated by others, especially by younger people. So that's what we want now. I'm in the minority. <laughs> everybody I talk to about this show. Love it. Love it. Yeah. They think that was the greatest thing. And I just. 
think this is part of degradation. It's it's it was a great show. Don't get me wrong, I was entertained by it, but I certainly wouldn't want my kids in Not front for of the it. age group. Yeah. No, and I don't think that it was a uh, uh, appropriate for what they consider family friendly entertainment when you got millions and millions of people up there and you got somebody that's got a inch and a quarter crotch thing going on. <laughs> I measured it because <laughs> I did. I a matter yeah. of research. I paused it on TV. Yeah. I took the measurements of different things and then calibrated it, and it was an inch and a quarter. So. Um, it was a good show, but I don't, I don't get it, man. You know, here we go again. It's as a, uh, is an example emulated by uh, younger people. So you can see it. You ever, you ever have this happen? This is how confusing it is. This, this is the practical application of what I'm talking about. Like a guy be out. This happened to a lot of guys. You be out at club, bar, right? He's kicking with your boys, and and a girl walks by, and, and man, she looks good. She looks good. Not good in that classical way. I mean, you know, I'm talking good like she got half her ass hanging out her skirt. Mm. Her titties are all mashed together, popping out the top of her turtleneck and shit. And you with your buddies, right? You with your buddies, you got a couple drinks in you. And you see a guy like this, you might try to talk to her. This might not come out right. I don't know what you say, but <laughs> damn, look at them titties. Right? <laughs> the girl gets mad and says, oh, uh-uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just because I'm dressed this way does not make me a whore. Which is true. Gentlemen, that is true. Just because they dress a certain way doesn't mean they are a certain way. Don't ever forget it. But ladies, you must understand that that is fucking confusing. <laughs> Just is. Now that would be like me, Dave Chappelle the comedian, walking around the streets in a cop uniform. <laughs> Somebody might run up on me. Oh, thank God. Officer, help us. Come on, they're over here. Help us. I'm like, oh. Just because I'm dressed this way does not make me a police officer. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, all right, lady, fine. Fine. You are not a whore. But you are wearing a whore's uniform. I'll tell you that shit right now. Which is true. Yeah. That's a logical... Uh explanation for the whole thing anyway um that's my opinion it's i know i'm in the minority what do you think Tom? i don't know i didn't see enough of it i was too busy breaking ribs <laughs> <laughs> i saw pit parts little bits of it that's, that's it. it but uh yeah uh so super bowl what live that's where we get here live uh, halftime lasted about 14 minutes, uh, 14 quick change the channel minutes for parents and for people who don't need to see an R-rated flash dance, uh, between football halves, so. Oh, all right, good. Uh, check the generator. Yes, master. Life! 
Do you hear me? Give my creation life! That's how a bunch of old guys felt during the uh, halftime show of uh, the Super Bowl. They didn't need their Viagra, so... <laughs> Anyway, uh, to finish it off, you go. Lady Gaga tweeted after the show, J-Lo and uh, Shakira were the special guests. Were so incredible. What a f- fun halftime show. I danced and smiled the whole time. Such powerful, sexy women on camera and off. Love you, beautiful, sexy, talented women. Um, but it's, again, you know, I, I have no problem with people doing it. It belongs in Vegas, but it does not belong uh, on the... Uh, uh, NFL most watched game of the year. But then again, I'm in the minority yeah. as far as uh, everybody I talked to. Everybody didn't think there's anything wrong with it. But apparently a lot of people don't think that there's a lot of things wrong with a lot of things that I think that are wrong. So <laughs> enough said with that. So um, so who knows what by 2025 we'll have orgies on stage <laughs> and... Yeah. All in the name of family entertainment. So, there we go. a U.S. citizen get past my wall! So, anyways, I thought that was a good segue from a, a dance uh, song into Canada. Uh, Blame Canada. Yeah. Trump administration, uh, it's administration decision to bar New Yorkers from enrolling in the Trusted Traveler Program. Nexus will uh, immediately affect eight 80,000 state residents who have pending applications, a federal Homeland Security official said. Uh, The U.S. Department of Homeland Security notified New York officials of the changes in response to the state's decision to block federal immigration officials from accessing motor vehicle records. Uh, The state stopped sharing motor vehicle records over concerns the federal government would use the information to target uh, undocumented uh, immigrants. So, okay. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. You're here illegally? Maybe we should identify you. Um, New York stand, uh, began issuing standard license to ocu- uh, undocumented immigrants in December under the green light law, which everybody knows about. And the licenses are not valid for federal identification purposes. Uh, but the one thing that proved I or their identity, and I looked this up, I, undocumented immigrants must provide either a foreign valid, uh, a, a valid foreign driver's license, uh, unexpired or expired for less than 24 months because they're illegal, so they didn't go back to renew it, uh, a valid uh, unexpired passport or identifying documents uh, provided by a consulate uh, from the applicant's home country and a birth certificate. They must actually. I was wondering about that too. They got to pass both written exams and road tests, and aren't eligible for the real ID to uh, board a plane or uh, um, cross the border. 
Uh, Homeland Security say the state's decision to block access to the DMV records threatens public safety and the federal uh, because federal officials can't use the records for a criminal background check and determine if ap applicants for trusted traveler programs meet requirements. This is as far as you go, buddy. Ahead of you lies the great kingdom of Canada. It is accessible only to the most noble and valiant of people. Oh, no, you don't. I can see that you are not Canadian. And there's only one way a non-Canadian can ever hope to enter the gates of our country. You must go back to your land and return here with a passport. No, you see? No matter which way you go, I block you. What, you think we just let anybody into Canada? No, you see? No matter which way you go, I block you. Oh, God. Here we go. Um, anyways, apparently Cuomo um, does not want to give uh, access to the state DMV records. And Trump administration is saying we want access to the DMV records because it's everybody else is doing it. New York State is the only uh, state in the country that doesn't allow uh, federal officials to enter the database. So, anyway, what Fuhrer Como is doing is he's blocking access to the DMV records. Yeah. Trump is saying he wants it. Now, Cuomo is going to Washington to talk to Trump. It's all part, it, it's all political pawn bullshit. It has nothing to do with anything else. They could, uh, let them access the uh, the records, um, but Cuomo's making this a political thing. Yeah, and Trump is making this a political thing, and the only ones that are getting hurt again are us, man. So yeah. it, it's all bullshit. I said now, I said these two guys are fighting again, and uh, you know we're wondering who's going to take the ball and go home and say you can't play anymore. Yeah, so yeah, it's a bunch of shit. So. Again, everything is a political football, and we're only pawns in this damn thing. That's all we are. All this stuff, man. Democrats, Republicans, uh, all this other crap. It's just we're the ones that are going to be uh, suffering because of their uh, stupid games that they're playing for their own power. We should elect our own people, not That's ones right. that are appointed to us. That's right. Oh. That's it. <laughs> no segue. Music review. Music review. Early one morning while making the rounds, I took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down. I went right home and I went to bed. I stuck that loving 44 beneath my head. So we went to go see Terry Lee Goffey, a tribute to Johnny Cash, and that was uh, the Friday, the 14th at 8 o'clock. Valentine's Day. That's right. Johnny Cash. Yep. And according to his site, uh, website, he says he looks like Johnny Cash, he sounds like Johnny Cash, no one does Cash better than Terry Lee Coffee. 
It said in the spring of 60, or 55, Johnny Cash walked into uh, Sun Studios and recorded his uh, first album. So it said the uh, Coffee's tribute sprang from an appreciation and uh, love of Johnny Cash, the music, the man. And so then he brought that uh, show to the Riviera, and we went to see it. What would yeah, you think? It was good. He yeah. sounded just like him. He did. I mean, it was like, I mean, we were sitting kind of towards the back, but you never know that it was a impersonator. No. You know, no. He squinted and He kind of looked like him, yeah. and, uh, and he sounded exactly like him. Uh, $20 show, another great show at yeah, the Riviera. That's good, yeah. Uh, went to Dwyer's mediocre food bar. Yeah, always. Yeah, at least we got bar seats this time. Yeah, we did. So anyway, uh, highly recommended. Uh, uh, Mr. Coffee, and uh, if you're gonna, he comes up again. If you like Johnny Cash, I Go recommend it. I think he comes every year. Yeah, I think so. I'd yeah. give it three and a half paws up. Yeah, only because too. the seats are so tight. Yeah. So, well, I like the- no leg room, man. No opener either. Just get to the show. That's good. Yeah. No, I'm happy with it. No, you had the happy organ. Well, yeah. You missed the a, organ music, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, it's official. You know what really grinds my gears? Isn't this wonderful, Zebulon? I've never seen the children quite so excited to be going on a field trip. This ain't no tour of the Crayon Factory, Grotke. We're going to the Great State Fair! Great State Fair. Now 18 days of fun in uh, from August 18th to September 7th, 2020. And not many people are applauding Governor Cuomo's announcement about the extension of the New York State Fair by five days, especially vendors who participate in the Erie County Fair. Uh, the fair just doesn't show up, said the Erie County Fair manager. Changing dates f- uh, for five dates just doesn't happen one day. Um anyways, they said that many of the vendors were blind pi- blindsided by the decision. The state fair will now overlap with the Erie County Fair for three days and uh, eight other fairs throughout the state. It becomes uh, some kind of a puzzle, says Underberg, who's the uh, director of the fair. It's not something that that you can come in to the fair and then pull in and pull out. Hmm, that's what she said. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, said uh, the ad or the change will create a conflict in scheduling and impact many existing contracts with vendors uh, that they have at the Erie County Fair and other fairs. And uh, but I called uh, Governor Cuomo and asked him what his uh, participation is with the fair. So we got this clip. If you didn't hear that, he says, What's the governor do? Is it eat sausage? Yeah. Yeah. I bet he does. Does eat a sausage, doesn't he? Um, many fairs, it's required a vendor stay the entire time, and they may be uh, forced to choose which fair to attend. Some of those trailers that they got, the fried dough guys and all that. Um, Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars. So, what are you going to do? Buy two trailers to be at both fairs? Yeah, you can't do that. No. 
So you can't be in two places at once. And Kathy Hochul, another idiot, said she'll. Uh, this will give new vendors opportunities. Um, but this is an example of her being out of touch. It isn't a flea market. You just don't buy a fire and grill fryer and grill and go to work. Yeah. Uh, overlapping dates will also impact livestock and 4-H competitions. Uh, a qualification in a county fair sometimes is required before moving on to state fair competitions. And uh, it just it's creating a whole bunch of shit because Cuomo decided that he wanted to do something independently and put millions of dollars in the budget to extend the uh, state fair. He's annoying. Yes, he is. So um, officials with the Erie County Fair uh, met with uh, the state fair people. And during the uh, meeting, state fair organizer, organizers agreed to work with everybody to ensure all exhibits and programs would start at the original scheduled dates and not the start of the expanded state fair. Um, they said they will work with a uh, county fair vendors uh, on a case-by-case -case basis to resolve the concession routing concerns. And uh, one proposed solution would allow vendors who normally set up at other fairs uh, to arrive after the uh, state fair opening date of August 21st. So, but I think, you know, you got a state fair set up. All the prime spots are going to be gone. Yeah. You're not going to, you're going to get stuck on the end of I the know. midway or whatever the hell it is. Um People coming later are going to be given crappy locations. Yeah. And the primary locations are going to be set up before the fair, so it doesn't look like there's big holes everywhere. Yeah, really. So, anyways, I, I that's a grind my gears. Here we go. State doing exactly mm -hmm. what they want to do without regard to other people. And this is this doesn't affect me. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to the state fair. Erie County Fair is still going to be here. But it's a disregard of, of just... Consult with somebody. Yeah, I know. Talk with somebody, man. See if there's, you know, come up with these solutions ahead of time, not after they announce yeah. it and then they ram it down. Yeah, do what they throat. want. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so now we go into general discussion topics. Meg, will you take one of these and pass it down, please? What's this? I'm starting a new advocacy group, the Quahog Animal Equal Rights League. Our first meeting is tomorrow night, and I'd really appreciate it if you guys would come and show your support. Well, of course we will, Brian. We'd be happy to come. Terrific. See, I thought I'd start locally and then maybe try to merge with one of the larger groups. Oh, that's a great idea, Brian. Maybe you could join PETA. Join me for what? No, PETA, the organization. What organization? PETA. What? PETA is an acronym, PETA. No, I'm not. I'm Catholic. Are we really doing this? No, PETA. I'm just saying maybe if this meeting goes well, Brian could be part of a PETA rally. Somebody's having a rally for me now? No, for PETA. That's me. I'm PETA. I'm not talking about you, PETA. I'm talking about PETA. Somebody better have something to say to me pretty damn soon, or I'm going to have something to say to them. I am very busy. I think Betty White is in PETA. That doesn't even make any sense! <laughs> Uh, that's one of the classic comments. We keep on coming back there, but uh, okay. So now talking about PETA, concerning our pet relationships, Tom. Yeah. Uh, PETA came up with this uh, recently. We at PETA very, very much love the animal companions who share our homes, but we would believe that it would be in the best interest in the animals in the animals' best interest 
if the institution of pet keeping, uh, example, breeding animals to be kept and regarded as pets never existed. The selfish desire to possess animals and receive love from them causes immeasurable suffering which results from manipulating their breeding, selling, or giving them away casually and depriving them of the opportunity to engage in their natural behavior. They are restricted to homes, human homes, where they must obey commands and can only eat, drink, and urinate when humans allow them to. Because domesticated animals retain many of their basic instincts and drives, but are not available to survive on their own, dogs, cats, birds, whose strongest desire is to be free, must be confined to houses, yards, or cages for their own safety. Even in good homes, cats must relieve themselves in dirty litter boxes and also often have their tips of their toes amputated through decline. Dogs will have to drink water that has been sitting around for days and are hurried along on their walks if they even get walked and are yelled at to get off the furniture and be quiet. You know, now, not only are we racist, sexist, but now we abuse our animals that we bring into the home. You're an anti-petite. Oh, my God. I said, even if you treat your pet like a child... And given the premise that a dog has the intellect of a two-year-old, <laughs> which they say that's what a mm -hmm. dog has, yeah, children need to be guided. You know, so do your pets. If you bring them into your home, they they got pets. Everybody has pets for years, man. Yeah. So I mean, if if now you're shit because you got a dog, yeah, because you tell it when it can urinate, like I don't know. Nobody has to tell me, but... Sometimes you don't have a choice. Just go. That's right. And a dog stands by the door, you let it out. Yeah. Anyway, so... You uh, know where dogs come from originally? Heaven. <laughs> the stork brings them. Wolves. They yeah. all came from wolves. Yeah. yeah. And that's the instinct and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what they want us to do because, number one, if you let your dog out, dog wants to be free. Let it out. Yeah. It's going to freeze. Yeah. It doesn't have that instincts. You know, it's not my fault that the dog has been bred to be domesticated. <laughs> and it's not my fault that other things that have happened in the past society have happened and we corrected those situations. Yeah. But now PETA's saying, now, now every, you know, take away our guns, take away our dogs, take <laughs> away our freedom, take away our state fair. Yeah. <laughs> A great state fair. So anyway, uh, you know, dogs need discipline, so. When good dogs go bad, there's one man who's their best friend, Caesar Milan. No dog is too much for me to handle. I rehabilitate dogs, I train people. I am the dog whisperer. Please, come in. So tell me, what are the problems you're having with the child? Well, he's just... Out of control. I mean, he never listens to me, and he pretty much runs my life. So the child needs to learn that he's not the most important person in the house. You can stop talking behind my back. I'm right here, fruitcake. See, I'm not looking at the child. I'm not acknowledging the child. I'm just letting the child know I'm not interested in him. Not interested in me? 
See, the child thinks your world revolves around him because it does. Because everything he does gets a response from you. Yeah, well, I don't see why. Hey! Don't look at the child. Just keep looking at me. Let, let him know we are having a conversation. Man, this guy doesn't... Ah! Quit it! What is that you're doing? Dogs show their dominance by nipping each other on the neck. But it works equally well on the child. I just use two fingers, nip at the child's neck. Doesn't hurt the child. Just let him know I am dominant. Look, Mexican, if you really think that you can... Knock it off! See, I'm not validating his bad behavior with either negative or positive response. Oh, that's very interesting. I think the first thing we need to work on is getting the child some exercise. He's fat and he has all this pent-up energy that we need to let him burn off. Do you take walks with your son? Well, no, I don't. Come on, take your son for a walk. Hey, you think this is funny, you son of a bitch? See, once again, I am the one going for a walk. This is about me. The child is lucky enough to come along. Mom, this is degrading. Ah, God damn it. Don't look at him, just look straight ahead and he'll run out of energy soon. Here, why don't you try it now? Take your son. I'm seriously, people are seeing me! Good, just keep your confidence, shoulders back, eyes straight ahead. The child can pick up on that confidence, learn he's supposed to follow you, not lead you. Mom, don't you love me? Can't you see I'm unhappy right now? Mom! Good, Miss Cartman, very good. It is important to understand that dogs run in packs. And one dog is always dominant. The pack leader. God damn it, stop ignoring me! You must assert yourself as pack leader with dominant energy. All right. This is abuse. I'm a child, and I'm entitled to attention. Quit it, Mom! It doesn't seem to work as well when I do it. Okay, let me show you how to express the dominant energy. What I have done is I have brought over some Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ooh, Colonel. I am going to eat first because that is what the pack leader does. Give, give me the chicken. G give me some chicken. <laughs> what are you doing? I want chicken. Give me some goddamn chicken. I am not going to acknowledge the child's attempt at aggressive dominant behavior. Now you eat the chicken. Mom, give me, give me some chicken. I want some chicken, ma'am. We won't reward him until he's in a calm, submissive behavior. God damn it, I am not a dog! Give me the chicken. G give, give me the chicken. I want the chicken. Chicken. Give me the chicken. Give me the chicken. Give me the chicken. Give me the chicken. We need him to become relaxed and submissive. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine. I'm cool now. May I have some chicken, please? Oh, very good, sweetie. Oh, no. Now he's lying. You can tell from his stance he's still aggressive dominant. Suck my asshole, Taco <laughs> Bender! See? God damn it, you can't stand here and eat KFC in front of me! Now hand it over! You can't do that to me! God damn it! You can't get him! <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah. No, dogs are pack animals. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so the people for the ethical treatment of animals are are claiming that walking their your dog is wrong and referring uh, to them is wrong too. Um, a spokesman for PETA is facing backlash after claiming the pet term. Uh, the term pet is derogatory. PETA alleges the term pet patronizes the animal. A lot of people at home who have dogs and cats will call these animals pets, and they will refer to themselves as the owner. That implies that animals are a possession. They defend their stance by saying that when referring to animals as inanimate objects, it can justify poor treatment on them. PETA claims, states the term owner is the same as ownership, 
which is the idea of owning something. Um, and owning something means having some kind of care for something and taking responsibility. Referring to an animal as a pet reduces it um, a... What does it say? Okay, here uh, Referring to an animal as a pet or as it reduces it to being uh, a person uh, with, yeah, a sentiment, whatever it says, being a personality and emotions to an inanimate object. A possession may be used any way the owner wishes. It would be more respectful to the animals in our homes to call them anim animal companions and ourselves as their guardians in the same way um, that all social movements concerned with cultivating respect um, have made appeals to stop using terms that are racist or sexist. I love every dog I ever had. I remember them all, and I love every one of them. Still love all my dogs, and I've had me a lot of goddamn dogs. In my lifetime, I have had me a bunch of different dogs. Because you do keep getting a new dog, don't you? You just keep getting one dog right after another. That's the whole secret of life. Life is a series of dogs. It's true, you just keep getting a new dog, don't you? That's what's good about them, they don't live too long. And you can go get a new goddamn dog. Sometimes you can get a dog looks exactly like the dog you used to have. Right, you shop around a little bit, you can find a dog identical to your former dog. And that's real handy, because you don't have to change the pictures on your mirror or anything. Right? You just bring the dead one into the pet shop, throw him up on the counter, and say, give me another one of them. That was real good. And they'll give you a carbon copy of your ex-goddamn dog. So we compromised, and we got us a mid-sized dog. Knee-high, just about like this size here. Best size dog you can own, by the way. Most people know this is the ideal size dog to have. You know why? Anybody comes to visit you, the first thing that dog does is take his nose and put it right in their crotch. Woo! Woo! He smells my dog! No, Marge, I don't believe that's the animal he has in mind. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, that's... Um, PETA also tries to change a bunch of stuff. In uh, 2018, it stopped... Uh, you wanted everybody to stop saying, bring home the bacon, or, mm -hmm. you know, kill two birds with one stone, or beat a dead horse. Uh, it's offensive. You know what? And everybody continues to use those statements. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I went and killed two birds with one stone the other day. Yeah. Anyway, you know, yeah, gonna be. I'm offended as a bird lover. That's right. You should be. So, anyways, that's um, that's all nonsense with the PETA thing. Bunch of nonsense. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now you start off with the state fair. They're doing that stuff, and you're starting off with this fourteen dollar <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon. Super Bowl entertainment. There's enough stuff that grinds my gears, but it, it just seems like a lot of things are out of control in my estimation. So, and it keeps on going. Too much, too much of information on the uh, internet. So. Too much stimulation. It is too much stimulation. So, but talk about stimulations. Yeah. Rolling Stones are back. 
there's something about the rhythm of hitting the road. It gets in your blood. Being on the road, you see a lot of the city, you meet a lot of people, you see old friends. It's magical. Every time we get together at rehearsals, we are like kids in a candy store. When you're walking up the steps, it's an adrenaline thing. Let's open the cage door and let's get at it. The audience, they give you so much energy and they're so vibrant and they're so alive. That's a promo for the uh, Rolling Stones No Filter Tour and a bunch of dates. How many dates did you say there were? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so. And we are number seven That's on the good. list. Well, they right in less, the middle. Less of a chance of them dying by the yeah. end of the thing here. So, what do they got? About four days between. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. It's like four or five days between each. Um, Need that much time to recover. Yeah, they do. I, I, I believe it, though, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what? For for those guys, man, it's Charlie Watts is going to be 78. Yeah. Jagger and Keith Richards are 76, and Ronnie Wood is 72, man. Um, for 2019's North American uh, leg of the show, the band... Averaged eleven point one million dollars per show. Wow. Um, leg one of the uh, Stones No Filter tour. This is the leg number three, uh, four actually. Four legs, like four paws up. Yeah. Uh, the first one ran in Europe from September 9th to October twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. Uh, leg two was held in the UK, Ireland, and Europe uh, from the seventeenth. Uh, of May to July 8th, 2018. Lake 3 was uh, U.S. and Canada from June 21st to August 30th, 2018. So uh, this is the lake number four that's uh, uh, going to do it. So, um, And on the same day as the tour announcement came, uh, you know, Richard's... Uh, yeah, Keith Richards said he's given up smoking. <laughs> Keith Richards is 76, man. Jeez. About time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Why quit now? Yeah, really. So, ticket prices. Yikes. Difficult. I mean, Where's it going to be any good or not? <laughs> no. Charlie tried to test me on that one yesterday. <laughs> and you said it doesn't go like that. <laughs> I well, didn't do that, did I? Didn't do that. Which no. Sinking, drinking, wondering what I'll do when I'm through tonight. Smoking, moping, maybe just hoping some little girl will pass on by. I don't want to be alone and I love my girl at home. I remember what she said. She said, my, my, my. 
like a spider to a fly. I jump right ahead and you're dead. So, I so that was the Rolling Stones, Spider and the Fly. And I have a feeling that they're the spider and we're the fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got us. Yeah. Here we go. Ticket prices. I know this has been controversy. This is probably old news for you. When I looked this up, it was $1,100 for the pits in front of the stage. Uh, I think now, last time I checked, it was around seven, dollars $800 for the seats. Man, that would piss you off if you spent like $1,100 and then you could buy them like a week later. <laughs> I know. Like less. Well, yeah. $550. This is all with the uh, service charges included. $550 for all floor seats, $350. Hundred uh, four fifty in the lower bowl, hundred uh, two fifty in the upper deck, and I said I got mine on the American Express presale because mm-hmm. all us old guys got American Express cards, and snagged eight tickets in section three thirty nine for ninety dollars each, and that was with the service charge. So, um, but ticket surcharges, it might ticks me off here. Fees sixty four fifty for the ticket, three and a quarter for processing fee, five dollars for facility charge. I thought we already paid for that facility. <laughs> I know. Uh, refer to podcast number ninety three. Uh, Eighteen dollars service fee, so twenty six dollars and twenty five cents in fees on a sixty four dollar ticket. Total cost ninety seventy five. Fees are twenty nine percent of the cost of the ticket. So, but. You know what? I'm happy because we're seeing the same damn concert that the people that are paying eleven hundred dollars are seeing. Really? We're not seeing them up close, but you know we don't have a six foot ten guy standing in front of you either. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. And getting chasled and bumped and all that other yeah, crap. So right. that's all important to me. <laughs> Anyways, there. That's one of another discussion topic. Nehmt eure Krüge, ein Prosit der Gemütlichkeit! Ein Prosit, ein Prosit der Gemütlichkeit! Ein Prosit, ein Prosit der Gemütlichkeit! Die Krüge! Okay, now we got a something real exciting. Hofbrau House update. What update? Moving on. <laughs> Last post was September. Right. So the current U.S. locations: Chicago, Vegas, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Newport, Kentucky, St. Petersburg, Florida. Yep. Cleveland. So what's, St. Louis, what's going on here? In Buffalo? Question mark. What's going on here? Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. So that's it. Hofbro House update. I could do that every week. Yeah, I know. That takes no effort whatsoever. All right. Now on to other things. Blame it all on our roots. We never wore boots. Never once played in the street. Feel very bitter, 
Get our news off of Twitter. In her lifetime, she deserves to be the first female president. And that's what makes me so sad. You saw the surprise, the fear in her eyes. Donald became president. Scream, this can't be true. America's through. To the same spaces we went. I've got friends in safe spaces. If you don't go with us, then you must be racist. That's our catchphrase. Where's my latte? Come on. in safe spaces well sabers packed the plaza rally outside key bank on february 8th uh was to protest management of a poorly poorly performing buffalo sabers 25 disillusioned hockey fans marched around the french connection connection statue <laughs> and chanted Hey ho, Botterill's gotta go, and blah blah. blah. <laughs> Twenty-five. If Terry Pagula just acknowledge the problem we have, and have a heart-to-heart with fans, I'm sure he'd subdue uh, some of his, uh, of the anger. Uh, said Peter Trippy, a Canisius College sophomore who organized the rally. The risker. The Sabres are at risk of losing the next generation. All 25 of you? <laughs> yeah. Of devoted fans uh-huh. because the team has not performed in the playoffs since 2011. God. That's less of- people than showed up from when the Bills lost the uh, playoffs. A bunch of horseshit. Okay, you know, so. But um, anyways, let's talk about selfish hockey here. Dressing room. I don't know what happened to you, Dusters, but fuck me, do you fuck dog! Walking around pouting like your little sister took your last Oreo. And not a traditional Oreo, no, a limited edition Oreo or seasonal Oreo they're gonna take off the shelf for another year. Hey, Burtz, did little Natisha take your last Halloween Oreo? You didn't get a chance to say goodbye to that delicious orange frosting? What about you, Yorkie? Huh? Did little Tamsin take your last Reese's peanut butter cup Oreo? Well, it gets worse. Those have been discontinued forever. What about you, Schultzy? Huh? Did little Tyronda take your last ice cream Oreo orange sherbet? That is a summertime flavor. Good luck sucking back on one of those in the next six months. Fisky, I know, you're a birthday cream fudge guy. They're all gone. What? Little Desandra was the culprit, and her pal, Laurent Sean, took the last heads or tails mega stop, too! Hey, Boomtown, you're an only child. You got your NASCAR Daytona Oreos? It's fucking embarrassing! <laughs> Love that. That's a good chance to get Letter Kenny into the uh, thing. Yeah. Um, the protesters complained that the Pagulas have been too quiet. These fans uh-huh. have remained respectful towards the owners. You know what? 
Pakula. Oh, God. Anyways, uh, they're all talking about this crap, and 25 people show up. So I said, what What gives you the idea that the Pagulas report to you? <laughs> yeah. You're not part of the team. No. You you buy the shit. You buy uh, whatever it is. If you don't like, don't go. They don't care about you. Don't go. Don't watch. Don't purchase merchandise. Don't go to the game. Boycott it. Money talks, yeah. man. So... Grow up and go to work instead of taking time to protest with your two dozen friends. So. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh, our hired half-ass podcast for because we were out there drinking all day. Uh, any final comments before we conclude with my uh, clip that I found up on the <laughs> internet? From the yeah, from uh, any future thoughts, current thoughts. Crew's coming up. Cruise coming up. Yep. 100 podcasts coming up. Yep. We've got this is podcast number 99. Yeah. And so we're going to have 100 and we're going to have uh, uh, hopefully special stuff for that. Uh, next podcast, we're going to be talking about the comedy place that we went to, the Jamestown Comedy Museum. And we'll probably also uh, wait till after the cruise to do our. <laughs> we've got the uh, uh, winging it. Buffalo podcast cruise to the Bahamas. Yeah. In the West sold out. In honor of the 100th episode. Yeah. And hope we don't catch uh, coronavirus <laughs> and get quarantined. We'll be doing a lot of podcasts, man, if we can. Uh, I hope the bars are still open if they quarantine us. Oh, man. But unless they just confine us to the room, never breaking into the mini bar. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want to find out. So. Yeah. There we go. And uh, we're going to conclude about a funny clip about women and fishing. With Patrice O'Neill, R.I.P. Him. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, make it so women just, like, understand a little bit of, like, just to sympathize. It's like we're, we're like sport fishermen. This is what I'm saying. Men like to fish. And sport fishing is different from catching fish for food. You just get it. You get it, you catch it, and you, you know, you, you show your friends. Because you want them to know that you, you can catch fish. You take a couple of pictures so you can show people the fish that you have the ability to catch. And then you release it back into the water. But a lot of women in here, you have boyfriends or husbands you a fish that jump back on the boat <laughs> and just was like flapping, looking at me like, hi, I was wondering if you're gonna be fishing here again next week, like. Yeah, for other fish, get off my boat. Is that how you treat all the fish? You'd be like, oh, God damn. Nope, I'm sorry, sweetie. You're the last fish I ever wanted to be with. Now you're stuck. You're stuck with the last fish who was loving you and fighting hard to be on your boat. Then she got comfortable, and now she, instead of doing this, she's like, so we've been together for like a year now. Why do you still have a boat? You'd be like... So what's he trying to say? I can't catch fish no more? Why do you need to catch a fish? Because if, 
lose my ability to catch fish, then you're not going to find me sexy no more. So you got to smell fish on me so that you know I can catch fish so you can act right. <laughs> Patrice O'Neill. There we go. That's the concluding thought for the week. Yeah. So. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That about does her. Wraps her all up. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. James. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to week 99 of the Wing and a Podcast. Special 100th episode next time. I'm Tommy P. And Big Paws. Have a great February. <laughs> the rest of February. The shortest month. All right, everybody. See you next time. Giving up uh, alcohol for the 30th and the 31st of this month. Two days. It's a good idea. It, oh, it's a leap year this year, too. 29. All right, everybody. See you next time. Bye! Now you know the rest of the story.